Down at 10. Pick it back. Here comes the rush. They've got him sack number one. Hassan Reddick for five and a half of the season. Wow. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Welcome back in everybody to another episode of Canton Bound, episode 7. Adam, 7, 7 man, Can you, it feels like we started this before the season, just right before the season kicked off and here we are recording episode 7 already. I think fantasy football is going too fast buddy. Can we Definitely. slow this down just a little bit? Forget fantasy football, it, well fantasy football, real football, real life, everything's going too fast. Everything. Um I need lucky number seven, man. I need something to go right, you know. Oh, some some of my fantasy and dynasty teams definitely could use a little uh, little luck. <laughs> I've got I've got some pretty good ones, but then I have some some that you're like, man. I, if I had a crystal ball beforehand, I thought I saw it all. And uh, R.I.P. Man, you know some of these contenders were like even when you look at the team now, you're like, how the hell am I two and three? And right, like looking on the outside in I don't, I don't know it's uh it's one of the it's one of the good and bad parts about fantasy football man you just can't figure it out sometimes buddy i got a i got a team that's a, a contender but in last place i kind of talked about this one before we're struggling for last place we got our first win last week and this week i'm like oh i'm facing the real last place team i got this one in the bag right lineup league they're starting latavius murray isaiah hodges Allen robinson matt Breida. i'm like oh we got this so last night's game starts, and uh, I'm looking at it, and I go, well, I got Jimmy G. Like, I'm forced to start Jimmy G because Herbs is on a bye, right? Was, I got Jimmy G fine. yet. I'm up by 10. We'll be fine. Like, all he's got is Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'm going to say your first bad omen was having to start Jimmy G, buddy. I just, <laughs> just throw it out there. But. I'm up by 10. All he's got is Brock Purdy. I got Jimmy G. Like, they'll probably offset worst-case scenario. Now, here I am needing 22 tonight from Jimmy Garoppolo to hold on, to keep from losing to the last place team. I love fantasy football, baby. Is he, uh, can he switch back to Frisco, Mike? Because oh, no. that's what gonna, he's going to need, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Adam, so here we are. Five weeks in, right? Week five will be wrapping up tonight. What do we do? Right, we, we kind of talked about contenders and pretenders and what to do in the early part of the season. But people always have these questions about how to get trades done. Like, what are some tips that we can uh, we can give the people to get more deals done? Because sometimes it seems like we go in these spurts where you know league after league after league would just be notification, 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 trades getting done left and right. But how can people get more deals done? Right, we all like to trade. Uh, it's probably the best part of playing Dynasty, to be completely honest, outside of uh, maybe drafting. I love drafting, too, too, but drafting, trading. If that's all I can do for fantasy football, I just do that over and over again. It's like but, a real-life version of Madden with your buddies, you know? Exactly, and I think that's what drew so many of us to uh, to play fantasy football in the first place, and specifically Dynasty football. So trade tips, 
And uh, one I got that I like to use, and it always goes back to uh, stagnant leagues or or leagues where there's not a lot of activity going on. And Adam, uh, those fourth round picks, those uh, those third round picks, sometimes you know I like to keep third round picks for liquidity, especially in lineup leagues, even in best ball. Like they come in handy later in the season, but sometimes to get trades popping off, like I'll send out some force for some garbage players that probably aren't even worth force, <laughs> right? You know, I'm not trying to get something over on somebody, but I want that offer to go through. Like to to know that I'm I'm willing to deal, and I want that button to to get pressed. That way, sleeper sends out a notification to the rest of the league. Like, ooh, trade. Even if it's a fourth rounder for, I don't know. Let me pick some turd, Chris Evans. Right? I'm gonna make a speculative Chris. He's done absolutely nothing all year. <laughs> nothing all year. I'm gonna send a fourth for Chris Evans in a lineup league. Right? But just so it goes through. Like that's probably my biggest tip that I have or the one like little trick that I like to use is sometimes I'll just throw away those fourth round picks, fifth round picks for uh for guys like that, even if I may be cutting them in a week at <laughs> them. But I want that uh I want that trade to go through. I want the league to to be put on notice that Mike's ready to deal. <laughs> He's ready. I want that tear down king with the tear down move of a fourth round pick for garbage. Like yeah. all right, damn it. He's active he's buying this guy what What does he know about this guy right yeah i think de- definitely activity um stirs tends to stir on activity from others right you see a trade go through and y- your league tends to get a little envious um i mean hey maybe some of them are gonna be like what the hell is mike doing but you don't need everyone to, to buy in right you just need somebody and a few people too i would say the other thing is <clears throat> a, a couple things one like right now, especially, okay, especially how we started off, we just talked about how, you know, you may have come in and think, all right, I'm going to be ready to go, ready to win this year. We're sitting here five weeks in. We, we barely got the bye weeks. This is the first week where the NFL had buys. And I tell you what, they, they may be jumping the gun too soon, but you already may have teams that are switching their mindset on their team and changing their tune a little bit on how they're, approaching it. And I think that's one of the biggest things is that aspect right there. We, we tend to look at people's teams and think, all right, like this is what he wants. This is what she wants, right? <clears throat> they, they need to rebuild here. Well, that's good. And I'm not telling you not to spam offers and send as many as you can, but like sometimes you, you're not even speaking on the same wavelength as somebody. And you guys are basically just fighting each other. And sometimes it just takes taking a step back. What, what what are they asking for in these trades? They're countering me this shit offer. Well, am I gonna get upset or am I gonna see like okay maybe they're maybe they're looking for picks actually maybe or maybe they're looking for this gross player that I couldn't sell or this this player that I I don't want to sell but the value I'm going to get back is worth more to me and I can flip out later. So sometimes when you go into it same way as you go into the season, it doesn't always go the same way as you think it is. But you got to be able to pivot. You got to be able to make trades. Sometimes that aren't exactly down the perfect lane for you. I think one of the points you touched on there that was so important too is uh, we always assume what everybody else should be doing with their team, right? Like we know better. And I think one of the worst things that's antithetical to getting trades done is telling that person what they should be doing with their team. Because I know if you come to me in the trade offer and you're like, yeah, you should probably blow that team up here. Let me uh, let me send you some first for, for some of your stud players. It's like, how, how do you know? what i want <laughs> who are, who are you buddy <laughs> right? 
Like, I almost want to compete now and push all in just to spite you. Listen, I know I'm one in four, but you know what? I'm ready to go. I don't need these picks. <laughs> Everything's turning around. I can feel it. <laughs> that was actually another point. The second point I was going to make is like, don't, even if things are getting, you know, they're not going amicably, let's say. And, yes. and Trey just, don't get, don't get all upset about this stuff. It, it's fa- At the end of the day, we're all here to have fun. And I think that a lot of times you'll get an offer and if it's just DM discussion or trade offers back and forth, it's like anything in text. You, there's no, you, you don't know what's going on. You, you may be completely out of line. It might, maybe it is a terrible offer, but maybe he's actually just shooting high and he wants to get a deal done, but he's shooting way too high. All right. Well, here, yeah. let me show you how high you are. And you counter back and you try to see if you can find something in the middle. And the last point I'll make is you can do everything right. And I would say, don't get your head down. Don't try to make a deal too quickly just to make a deal because you're not getting one done right now. Stick to the process. Cause sometimes if you're just anxious to make a deal, it's when you make some bad deals, man. You know, one of the other things, like I, I usually find myself getting more deals done with people too, who send opening offers that are at least in the ballpark. Like I know we're Agreed. the same game. <clears throat> well, we're, we're like, it's like, yeah, it's like, all right. We're, we're having a real discussion here, you know? Right. You know, uh, a good one that I came across this past weekend was, uh, you know, like, I like to feel like I'm in the current year. I like to feel like I'm in 2023 with trade offers. Okay. I don't, I don't want to pay 2021, uh, Jonathan Taylor prices. Like, let me throw that one out there. When, when I asked about, you know, potentially getting JT and like the answer is like, I'm rebuilding. I don't really need him on my team. First off, I go, ooh, okay, perfect. All right, sounds like a good one to go after then. You don't really want the points on your team. All right, what's the price? At least two firsts. <laughs> Where I respond with, uh, sounds sounds interesting, and then you, I just leave it at that. <laughs> you had me at at least. Yeah, at least. It's like, oh, we're in 2021 again, huh? 2021 Jonathan Taylor. Who knew? <laughs> But to to your point, like instead of burning that entire trade bridge, like maybe they become more reasonable in the next couple of weeks or, you know, in the next few days, hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later. But uh, when you get something like that, it's pretty easy to be like, you know, berate the the crap out of the person. And then all of a sudden, well, you can kiss a, you know, a Jonathan Taylor deal goodbye forever. (laughs) Like That's never going to happen. So you just go, oh, it's a it's a little too steep for my liking. Yeah. (laughs) And then just move on. I do think too, um, like if I, if there's a deal I'm close on and there's something I actually want to acquire from you, like we're having back and forth and like, I'm not leaving. One one of the things I did want to get to is it's kind of the same point I made earlier, but it's, it's a little different where like, I think you kind of just hit on it when, when you go to a discussion a lot of times people are talking about it from their lens and that's the reality everyone's trying to basically collect as many assets and hoard everything as possible everybody wants to make all the dynasty value on their team young win now all of it so because that mindset's there for everybody if you go into it and you're kind of being more um deliberate about asking what do you want out of my team because now see they they think they're getting something that the lens is changing to. They're getting what they want off of your team. When you just come into it and it's like, hey, what's the price on Ayuk? Hey, what's the price on this guy? There, right. there's this, there's this clenching of the fist. No, get out, get out of my money. This is clenching of the fist. They're not going to be open. But if you're telling them, hey, what, what do you want on my team? If they just start getting their brain churning on, oh man, 
I can get Christian McCaffrey right now. Holy shit. You see what he's been doing? <laughs> right. When's the last time he had a bad week? All of a sudden, endless possibilities. So sometimes I think just playing from their lens and making it seem like they're getting something back versus just check checking price and sending sending offers based on what you want, it really goes a long way in trade talks. I thought I saw something crazy too. You're just talking about Christian McCaffrey, just a side note. But when he got traded to San Francisco, if you would have bet I don't remember if it was a hundred or a thousand dollars on him to score a touchdown, right? In his first 100. game with say hundred bucks. And you 100. rolled that over every single week. Be a wealthy man. You like one point seven million dollars at this point <laughs> is what you'd be sitting on. Pretty good. Mike, I thought we liked running backs. Why didn't we do this? We should have. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> well, who 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 would have guaranteed or or said he's gonna play all those games too, right? Yeah, if I had one point seven million dollars, I'd be a full time fantasy football analyst. That's for sure. I'd be like, see, I, don't. I predicted fourteen straight weeks. Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown. I got the best advice ever. I mean, I don't have one point seven million dollars, and I call myself that, but that's just me telling you I don't have a job currently. So, full time, <laughs> full time content creator. You know, it's a fancy way of saying unemployed. <laughs> exactly. You know, again, it's all perspective. It's how you look at it. You know, exactly, exactly. How about this too for uh, for trade talks back and forth? You know, opening offers. Where are you at with them? Like uh, you and I both have gotten some purely disrespectful offers that, that there's honestly nothing I could do with it. Like I, I like to pride myself on being able to counter just about any offer and like find something that'll work for my team that I would be interested in. But sometimes it's so bad, you know. Like you know, Josh Allen for the one eleven in the Superflex League. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? I mean, we're we're three first off at this point. <laughs> like, do, do I counter back with uh, you know, three additional firsts, or do you just go? I don't think we're gonna get a deal done here. Like, like at what point do you just go, just break the talks off? <laughs> like, please just get out of my my inbox. <laughs> well, see, man, it's funny. This um, this right here kind of goes to something that's been changing and evolving <clears throat> for us anyway, and that's. Like th- th- this is not a trying to come off cocky or anything. This is just I play now because of Mike. You know, Mike's like it was basically unless there's football being played, it's every I don't know five days at, at most. <laughs> here startup, here startup, and a lot of these startups are with people that you know listen to us. So now, like when I get those type of offers, I, I'd say sixty percent of the time I I know that it's an insult every time. And, um, you know, it's harder to get deals done when you, when everybody you're playing with knows or talks, they, they listen to what you're trying to do. Right. Right. So that's a little different than probably most people that are playing and that are, even if you're playing in a lot of leagues, if you're not constantly putting your process out there, people aren't going to necessarily know what you're looking for. But then when they do that, and they give you disrespectful offers, Mike. It's like, all right, wh- where do I go from here? Because I know, I know you're not gonna, you're just trying to pull one over on me. I, I would say, as, as a general rule, though, if you remove that, um, you know, current situation that I'm that I would be dealing with in my leagues. If I just talked about it from a generic lens, though, when you get an offer, I mean, listen, it, every everybody's human, right? Who knows what's going on? You're tired. You're, you know, just got an argument, whatever happened. Right. And you see this offer and it's like, man, what the hell? Why would I take this offer? This is, this is maybe the worst. You're going to, you know, get carried away. This is the worst offer I've ever seen and all this stuff. I get it. 
okay, so wh- what do you do? You play with 11 other people. You play with nine other people, 13 other people. What do you do? You just hit decline and or talk shit in the DMs. You don't want to burn. How do you make it constructive? Right. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. You know, you can hit them with the, the, uh, okay. Alpha, alpha check. You send them back a counter. That's not that great, but letting them know, okay, you're off. Or a, a lot of times I think what I'm, what I like to do is just take notes of things. So as we have either d- discussion or back and forth, who are they sending this offer for? Like, what type of player is it? To your point, it's Josh Allen. Okay, well, Josh Allen, you're going to have to come correct or you can, like you said, get bent. Maybe they're sniffing around for some guy you're not all that worried about losing, though. Right. right? And maybe there, there, is a, there is a scenario with enough back and forth, enough discussion, that their price will come up and this can be something that, you know, is rewarding for both sides. Even if it's Josh Allen, even if it's an elite player, <clears throat> I have seen Mike dealt with multiple times where <clears throat> I kid you not, like the offer that came through is egregious. I'm talking keep trade cut would just <laughs> blow you to smithereens. And we actually get a deal done that like actually makes sense, but it started there. It just was, you can't take it personal. I think get out of your feelings, yep. right? Kind of the same way uh, you got to approach drafting. Which, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm the the greatest person staying out of my feelings emotionally with fantasy football, but I like to, right? Just ask me about Brock Purdy sometime, and you'll know that uh, logic and feelings, uh, there's no dividing line between those two <laughs> for at, me. Well, at certain times. But, but at the same time, though, it is a lot easier said than done. I mean, why do we all play this game? Because we, we love it. Because we're emotional human beings. Right, right. No no person that's just completely logically sound with no emotions is sitting here putting this much time and effort into Dynasty Fantasy Football, into campus to camp. No. We, the emotion is part of what drives it. It's just making it constructive, you know? A lot of times, too, I find even if uh, maybe the first offer is egregious and I'm unable to counter it or have productive conversation where it's not going to lead to, like, fully negative but like you said, we also play in a lot of leagues where people listen to us and, you know, I'm not saying that they follow it, but they, they know pretty much. I mean, we lay out the playbook of exactly what we want and what players we're high on and, you know, kind of the direction we're going. Like, we're pretty transparent with that. And if if we we tell you to go buy a player, you know, for this, and then you send that, that player for that exact same draft pick that we'd said in a, you know, a stream the, the night before, Right. Adam and I are not right. are not figures. Okay, we do, we don't just say things to say things. If we do them. We we mean them. Right. If I say it, I mean it. I'm yeah. If it's a, you, if it's yeah. about dynasty, I I'll go do it. I, sometimes yeah. I just say things to say things outside of that. But well, in that, dynasty, I'm I'm following what I'm telling you for yeah, sure. That's more my marriage. <laughs> but in dynasty, I don't break my word for nobody. <laughs> my wife, on the other hand, I tell her I'm all the lawn you know, seven times in a week and there's only seven days. And, uh, you know, the seventh day cows come home to roost, you know, chickens come oh. home to roost, whatever that saying is. Boy, boy, that front yard is long in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About six feet high at this point. Oh no. Uh, we're, we're getting notices from the city. You better bow this thick. <laughs> but in dynasty, if I tell you to go buy somebody, it means I would buy them for that price as well. Right. And, and we play in a lot of leagues with people like that, which 
which sometimes I think leads to like the most disrespectful offers, you know, like, yeah, I would buy a uh, Cortland Sutton for a second in best ball leagues everywhere. Right. I say that somebody sends me an offer. They send Cortland Sutton. I got to send a first. It's like, that's kind of what I said, but not at all. <laughs> like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's up in the ante and then there's this, I mean, this yeah. is, what is this? Yeah. Th- thanks for listening to the basic premise, but you know, not actually listening to what I said. Appreciate remember, it. remember when we talked about how, you know, we don't want to lose our, you know, flexibility in week three, that's <laughs> nah, gone out the window. But those uh, those ones where I find really tough to counter, the one thing I have found, Adam, is even if I just, it's a simple decline, I can't counter back and forth. I'm also not a big one to have a lot of intimate trade discussions through text, you know, back and forth and have these big, long conversations. It's just not me. I'm, Let, I'm about that action, all right? Let's just get down to business. Tell me well, what you want. I tell I'm, you what I want. We're it's good. funny your, your mind's there. I, I'm the same. Let, let's do, Mike, let's role play, man. I didn't think we were going to do this, but let's <laughs> give me. Give me Give me one of these scenarios. Just give me a scenario because we've had a million. But give me a scenario you're talking about right now. It doesn't have to be a real one, but uh, in theory, kind of what you're talking about. And then I'll, you know. You you and I get a lot of deals done too because we don't have these big long discussions. You know, as much time as we spend together, you know, if I'm like, hey, what are we, thinking- what are, what are we going to discuss in DMs <laughs> that we haven't had on out on here well, at some point? I'm thinking about sending you an offer in this league. Like I'm looking at it, you think a lot of the way I think, and it's kind of the the weird alternative to uh, you know don't tell the other person what they uh, should be doing with their team because if I look at your team or you look at my team, Adam, just the way we think and the way we dynasty, you're gonna look at it and be like, Mike, you should be rebuilding this thing, and I'd be looking at it and I'd go, you're right. <laughs> like I'm not gonna Damn look it. at you and go, how do you know? Right, right. <laughs> You dynasty just to say, well, I do, but we get a lot of deals done, but we don't have a lot of intimate trade discussions. It's usually an offer and it's usually a gigantic one. And then well, we, because or maybe it starts a little smaller and all of a sudden by the end of the deal, when we get it done, there's like 17 pieces involved. Yeah, 11 on one side. You know? But no, I mean, so I think for us, we, we, you and I both know if we're going to be at the trade discussion that we know very well what we want to do or what we're going to try to do with our team. We don't need outside influence. Matter of fact, when we start having discussions about a deal, if it gets to that point, that's normally when it's over. <laughs> all right, man. You, okay. You want a first and a second? For, all right, good. All right. Deal's off. Deal's off. We're done. Like yeah. we're better off just sending it back and forth counters because we're, we're not going anywhere with that. No. Now, like to, to the point, to the, to the talk you were talking about earlier. Okay. <clears throat> I like to go through some of these in real time just because, I think each one can be looked at differently and like, really, I do believe this is, this is how I would, I would do things. Now, the reality is it's a little different now for, I don't know, at least 50% of people I'm trading with. Cause they, they, they think that I'm going to get over one on them, even if that's not what's going to happen at all. But right. so let's say this scenario, you get Cortland Sutton. Um, you're talking Cortland Sutton for a second. Now all of a sudden Cortland Sutton for a first, right? Mm-hmm. To your point, I mean, what what the hell are you going to do with that? Everyone's probably listening. What the hell are you going to do with that? Right. Well, I think this is one where you don't get a deal done now, probably. But, like, this is one of those things that I I can't really do anymore th- across 30-something leagues. It, there, there's probably a handful of leagues, though, as I figure out which ones I'm contending and strongly contending on, that I lean into still doing this. And that is, like... I'm telling you, man, I put it down on, it's not actually wax anymore. It's, it's typing it in, but you know, my phone right. or whatever, but okay. 
you know, Zach, let's, let's we'll pretend a uh, fake name, Zach, but I'll, I'll just, since I said that name, we'll go with Zach from, you know, one of our followers. Love Zach. Lewis lit stand up. There you go. Zach's out here sniffing. So you, I'd put in there, like, this is probably a common theme too. Zach's out here sniffing around, trying to, trying to sneak one in. That's good. Cause guess what? I'd say more often than not, he's going to send you these shitty deals, but every now and again, see these type of people, they eventually, sorry, Zach. I know when I say these type of people, it's not actually you. This is a hypothetical right. for you. Right hypothetical now, but, Lewis lit. Yeah. What I mean by that is they're always looking to get one over. And a lot of that is going to now be timing. Okay. So I know this, but I also know that they're very deliberate with what they're trying to do. So it may be one of these times where shit, Marvin Mims has had two good weeks in a row, but the usage is awful. Oh, you want to sniff around on Marvin Mims? Oh shit. I'll let you steal him. Come on, man. Like I, I know that you're kind of take locking into what you're trying to buy and maybe it's not often, but there's going to be some times where the person they're trying to buy combined with the fact, maybe they haven't got a deal done. All of a sudden you have a window where they think they're getting a deal, getting one over on you and you can play that timing up. So I, I also think that's another big point about trading is you don't always have to get a deal done today. I mean, everybody wants to, it's the best, it's the best feeling in the world to get a trade done, right? You put a lot of effort into it. You feel like you big brain somebody, but this is the long haul still, man. We're playing dynasty, right? Right. It was just funny that you're saying that I got sleeper open. Of course you get it. You get one of those trade things. This is one of those things that kind of irritates me. I understand it though, but it's one thing if I was giving people tips, like don't lead off a conversation with this, right? Adam. And I think you kind of alluded to it earlier. What do you want for this player? <laughs> An offer <laughs> that, that is pretty much my go-to response anymore. <laughs> Like, what do you want for, for this one happened to be, what do you want for Nico Collins? An offer. A real offer. Right. No, for real. What do you want? And then you respond with a first and then here it goes. Oof. <laughs> Don't think I can do that. All right. Well, see you. Well, thanks, thanks for stopping for... by. We'll be open tomorrow. <laughs> I don't go into Walmart. Be like, How much you want for that TV? $850. What? <laughs> I <can't> do that. <laughs> you see the guy across the street, man. He's got one for 400 <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. How about two shoes and a sock? Can I do okay. That? Okay. Okay. Here, listen. Th this point is very connected. It is critically connected to the, the point I was talking about what you're making. And that is people tend to value what they have on their team more than you do every time. So a lot of times, one of the hardest right. things in trades, especially when it's dealing with players, now, what makes it very interesting is the pick dynamics and how people play and the differences in their, their strategies, right? But when you're talking about just players, part of what makes it hard is people are not willing to let go of this player because on their team, they think they're worth more than they are. But because you have, you know, I don't know, let's use players on the Texans, Robert Woods, and they're like, oh, he's old and he should be had for cheap. You're like, why the hell am I going to give you Robert Woods? He's on my team. <laughs> doesn't make any sense and that's that's honestly one of the bigger hurdles is that to everybody the person on their team is worth a little more inflation and everybody else on your team is you know oh man cj stroud you, you see that game he just had he's come on man he's not really a top 12 dynasty quarterback what are we doing right right it's also too like i really appreciate when people actually take the time to look at teams you know and i think that's probably why you and i 
not only because we spend so much time together and we think alike and you know if you send me an offer it probably ain't that far off or if i send you an offer like i'm not I'm not stupid adam <laughs> like uh, there's some nights some nights i think i could catch you slipping you know if the 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 buffalo trace has been flowing heavy <laughs> yeah if the browns are you know having a winning season and things are going well for sure Adam's absolutely you know it's adam's birthday browns just had a big w and he's had about four or five bourbon glasses full i've watched him all right let's see if he's really all of a sudden attention. those players on your team might be worth more to, to my team you know but i really do like a big tip i can give people is just if you're going to send out a trade offer you know, and, and I'll send out these just spam offers all over, you know, through all these leagues um, just for, like, simple things. You know, if I think I could do – we talked about it on the trade show, right, the the Anthony Richardson, Joe Burrow. I just look and I see which leagues I got those guys in, and then I just randomly send out offers. But the ones I really appreciate is is the ones where people take the time and maybe they're looking at league or they're looking at the dynamics and they're going, mm, all right, what do you want for Nico Collins? Well, I can already kind of make the assumption since Nico Collins is in your starting lineup for the last two weeks and you're a contending team that you're probably not letting Nico Collins go for anything less than a first-round pick, right? You're probably not letting Nico Collins go for anything less than, even if it's not a draft pick, maybe you'd be interested in uh, a, a teardown at wide receiver, you know? Like maybe this is I'll give you a second Jerry Judy or something along those lines. Would that interest you? Like I can't get to the first because my first is – you know, projected, I want to hold that or whatever the case may be, but take the time and see what that other person could actually use or how they're actually valuing that player. Basically, if they're in their starting lineup, if they've been a producer for them, where their team is at, you don't have to tell them, you know, mm -hmm. like you're a rebuilder, you need to, you need to cave this in, but, but take a little time and effort, you know, it's kind of like dating, right? Get to know the other person just a little bit, just a little bit, just the basics. All right where they're from, what their name is. <laughs> right? It's not yeah, Tinder, you know, right? right? Treat, treat I'm it not like asking e you to go stock them. Just, yeah. just, you know, get a little information, you know? Treat it like eHarmony a little more than you treat it like Tinder, okay? You're not just looking for a hookup. You're looking for maybe something a little bit more long-term. Boy, can't bound today, man. This is awesome. <laughs> is this what you guys signed up for? <laughs> but you know what, though? Um, because I... I think we've talked for, uh, you know, the, the first half of this show about some generic stuff. I think, I think now that you kind of have some of that set, like I, I do believe it's, um, it's time to get a little tactical here, Mike, let's get tactical. And I think a point you're hitting on is one of the most easily seen, easily read things. And just, it's so funny to me in dynasty. And I, I guess because I'm playing in so many leagues now, I just, I see it more and more often. Not that you don't see it in, in one or two or five leagues. It's just the, the, the repetition of this tactic, which is it's exactly how keep trade cut sets up their algorithm. Who is booming 50 spots up the board? Right. Okay. Trade target to go and all of a sudden everybody's hitting me up for, you know, player X because he's coming off this huge two week span. You know who everybody wants to buy right now? Devon H. You know what Devon A. Chain is going to cost you? An arm and a leg plus some. Right. Like buying, trying to go see, like, for example, in, in, you know, connecting the dots here, you walk into this store, this storefront, and they have a prized possession that everyone starts is thinking has got value. Oh, what's the price on that? What? It was like half that yesterday. I want the old price. 
Yeah, well, you we'll see you another time. I mean, like it's just easy to try to buy the players that are booming and doing well, and most people are not going to try to sell them when it's like, oh my gosh, there's all this excitement around this player. Now, that I think for you and I is another thing we think quite often very alike on and it's very hard once again talking about the emotion of it, right? Man, if you have Devon A chain right now, like Think about you're, you're thinking there's ne- this it's impossible there's right. nothing you can do it's but buying high and selling low with the human element and the timing element it, it, i mean it can end up catastrophic let's call it what it is that that's part of what people's fear are is they're going to buy an asset that's going down and it's going to tank you know it's like crypto it's going to go to nothing you know it's like dog doggy coin it, but or, and you're going to sell high off this asset. It's going to go all the way to the moon. But what if it's already basically there? What if it's already 95%, 90% of the way there? You can kind of see in this trajectory that like there's, it's losing steam and it's going to probably not be able to hold course there for forever. So you don't always have to buy, uh, you know, a buy low, but a lot of times people are wanting to buy the players on your team that are spiking in dynasty yeah. value and vice versa. I think that's uh that's probably the easiest way and like the biggest tip I can give to people. I know it's gross to uh to buy into players who are tanking in value, right? Who are absolutely just plummeting, right? If I were to tell you to go out and buy Mac Jones right now, you'd be like, What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Mike are you sure this, is this last year? Right. Mike? Why? But those are the kind of you know, if I've got I don't know if Mac Jones is a good one because it's hard to find another quarterback like in that range who's surging in value. Generally, if a quarterback's surging in value, they're surging. But here was well, the ones one. that were in the somewhat in the ballpark are all either they've already surged ahead. To your point, yeah. Here's a good one. Last week, and we talked about it on the trade show, and I sent out these deals, <clears throat> and I'm not going to lie to you, I got laughed at quite a few times trying to send Joe Burrow for Anthony Richardson. Laughed at. That's egregious. How dare you? Right? It just shows that the, the Anthony Richardson hype was way up there. Rightfully so. He was playing really well. Like I'm not knocking the guy at all. And all I'm saying is here we are on sitting here recording this on Monday, Adam. And A. Rich is facing what being out about a month at this point. Missing a month time with that shoulder injury. I mean, he's not, I, he's not playing this week. He's going to miss multiple weeks. Right, and, and Joe Burrow is just coming off a 300-plus yard game where he peppered Jamar Chase left and right, and those guys looked unstoppable. Mm-hmm. That value, you know, if A. Rich misses this week and if he misses next week, right, on keep trade cut, those are going to switch again. They're going to flip-flop. And now sending Anthony Richardson for Joe Burrow, you might get the response, that's egregious, how dare you? <laughs> right? Like, I can't have a, I can't trade for a quarterback that's going to be out for two, three weeks. I can't do this. It's a Tiger King, man. But it's all a matter of, of timing. It, 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 is it Was it scary as hell to buy Joe Burrow last week for Anthony Richardson? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if this? What if his calf never looks good again? <laughs> what if this is Joe Burrow? What if Joe Burrow's him? calf never recovers, ever? <laughs> what if this is just the, the downfall of his career? He's, he's in Cincinnati for all. For all like, right. this is how it ends. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen this before? It's done. This Boomer Esaias and all, Car- Carson Palmer. We've seen this before. <laughs> right? These are the stories you tell yourself, and that's why it's hard to buy. So Mac Jones is probably not a good example, but Joe Burrow would be. <laughs> to your point about selling high, Devon A-Chain, I love the guy, and he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. But who's to say, like, if you're not savvy enough, and, you know, I'm not 
recommended to do this, but it just depends on your feelings on the player. Like a guy who was getting drafted well before Devon A. Chain is slipping in value. Didn't play this last week in Jameer Gibbs. How about a one for one swap there? You don't think sending out your A chain for, for Gibbs, like that'll get done more times than not? Like that's probably a ninety five percent lock. You find that five percent of people who are like me who go Oh, A-Chain's really good, but I still really love Jameer Gibbs. He's going to turn it on. Just wait. Like, you might find 5% of people who tell you no. The other part are going to go, what's this guy thinking? This is another thing I love doing, um, speaking of making trades, because now we are going to go find this in league. So continue, Mike. Oh, let's see if we can find it. But, like, those are the kind of deals where you look at it, and you may have one who's slipping in value and one who's rapidly acquiring or ascending in value. And if you want to get more trades done, sometimes you got to get down in the in the crap, right? You got to get a little dirty, and you got you got to be the one who's going to take the risk because not a lot of people have a reason to sell HN. Like that's a tough one to go buy, right? Like you got to come with a Christian McCaffrey, right? But but see, okay, now Bijan Robinson. <laughs> now, but here, go go back to the storefront or go back to the early days. Hell, you might even be doing it now. Think of trading cards, right? Think mm. of something like this. It's the bartering game. And okay, I have this, you know, surging, ascending asset, this this rookie card, this rare thing. And you're coming to me with this, uh, guess what I get to ask you for? Another card. Right. I get to ask you for something else. I get to ask you for the insurance. The reason I'm going to take on this dilapidated card that I know is probably going to grade out at a 9.5, you know, like... These are the type of things you can do, and it is hard because right now you're sitting here and you got we got five weeks of data, and we're probably going to tell ourselves that's how the rest of the year looks. And the reality is, we're going to convince we're going to convince ourselves Joe Burrow is dead for the year. And I mean, he still may have a bad season. He still may not be Joe Burrow of old, but he clearly just showed you that like it's Burrow's career is not over. Okay, he didn't like, forget you know, that throw of football. Yeah. How to for, I mean, how to throw football. He, he may forget of how he may not have the same push off with that calf, but you know, it's Joe Burrow. He's gonna be okay. You know, I don't know that dot he threw to Jamar Chase deep down the field sure looked like it was right on the money. I think I think you uh, heard Jamar Chase's interview and he, he was he's open. always open. Yeah, he's always open, man. How about how about this one too? Like we do this all the time, and and you know me, I'm a I'm a Hawkeye fan through and through. But Sam Laporta now. Welcome to Dynasty Tight End 1, almost universally across the board. Talk about a sell high. There it is. I love him to death, man, but if, you know, we, we did an episode. I, just, uh, I wish we had back. sound bites of this. Like, this is one of those where if I was, like, you had the AI tool. Like, I want, could I have this sound bite all the way through? Because <laughs> this is something Mike's advised all the time. Now we are to the pe- the peak of the mountain. There is nowhere to go. I, you're I you're go at Mount that. Everest, man. Right, you you feel real bad. Listen, if you listen to me back in the uh, what we say like the beginning of August, probably when he was yeah. uh, tight end ten on keep trade cutter, tight end nine, whatever. And I'm like, what are we doing? You guys, we lost crazy. our marbles, man. <laughs> you guys lost it. Sell Sam Laporta. And here we are. It's Sam Laporta tight end one. Now, if you really don't listen to me, it's sell t- Sam Laporta as tight end one. I don't know how to help you. Like he can't go any higher. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> Well, I guess, I guess technically you could be a first round dynasty startup in tight end premium leagues, huh? Like we I, well, can still just, get to that point, could we? I just, you know, I have this. It's like a tremor, you know. Like in the second round, I'm getting ready to press the button on Sam Laporta, and I, I got Koopa in my ear screaming at me, "No, no. tight ends!" No tight ends. Uh, but no, I mean Sam Laporta's like 
this is the other thing about I, I I'll be honest with you. This if if it was not for these type of things, there would not be the crazy enthusiastic incitement for this game. Like if we really could project stuff at ninety five percent clips, like these crazy high clips, right. if there wasn't Sam Laporta coming out here and telling you, listen, yeah, all the other rookie tight ends they may be doo doo right now, but I'm that guy. I'm I'm literally in the discussion for tight end one this fast. If you didn't have a chain coming out and just like every week you're like, oh, well, that was just an, an anomaly. And then, well, okay, well, this week is too. And then we got another anomaly. Like if you didn't have these type of things that you couldn't really project clearly, I, I mean, if, if you did, they'd be going in the first round of startups or in a rookie pick, sorry. Like if you didn't have this type of variance, it wouldn't be as fun. But this is like adjusting for these type of things in your leagues, I think is what makes Dynasty so, so fun, man. Because there's you can't predict a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying uh, you just keep trade cut and go out and try to buy the uh, the top five fallers in the last 30 days. Like, that's getting into territory where it's probably hard to do. Like, you, you probably could if you got a really good tear down, right? You know, HN and uh, you sell HN for Najee Harris and a first and, you know, maybe a grease piece. Yeah. Like, could that be beneficial to you in the long run? Yeah. I mean, that, sure. even though it says Najee Harris right now, it's like, well, what if he rebounds? you know, possibility or what if that first is gets me, you know, rocket Sanders next year, right? Like another running back who's got potential at the top, like that, that's reasonable stuff. But, uh, the, the easiest part in the, the part I probably love about keep trade cut is I go right to the top five risers of the last 30 days. And I just see anybody who's on this rocket ship of Ascension where it's almost uncontrollable, you know, Sam Laporta doesn't even make that list, even though he's tight end one. You know, in Dynasty right now, but Puka Nakua. There's a good well, I was going to say the, the crazy part about this year, Mike, is we have had. The, I don't know that we've had this actually. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we I don't know that we can answer it. Like right now, we might have to actually have the data. But right. I I don't actually remember, Mike. The amount of ascension happening in all positions. Every position, C.J. Stroud even still right now crazy rise a rich hard to believe but <laughs> i'm not gonna say crazy. i guess crazy rise from what we thought a year ago right sam laporta in the tight end one discussion divine a chain is probably for people in the rb1 discussion overall i don't care like if it's blasphemous it's that's how people react puka nakua his worst games in 70 yard territory and that's when cooper cup coming back like this is all in the same season. This is this is almost like driving the drama behind these crazy, like meteoric rises of prices. I mean, it's all happening for rookies in the same year, all the positions. That's, that's insane. This we early had, on, we had a couple. I don't know if they were to the extent right. I just quickly pulled up some stuff from last year for rookies. Right, uh, you remember Bijan's, or not Bijan's, uh, Brees Hall's. Brees Hall, yeah, yep. Brees, Brees Hall's meteoric rise, right, <clears throat> to like almost top five overall in dynasty but at least though now now you, you are definitely correct but at least there with Brees though we a lot of people already had him top five just entering the league right uh kenneth walker another one he, i mean that was did, 2000 points plus in keep trade cut dynasty value so however you want to rank that uh chris Olave, garrett wilson both had a thousand <clears> plus <throat> rises early in the season you know mid to late september when people are like holy crap like they were we're doing that uh, tight end, uh, that's going to be a lot tougher to find. Uh, <laughs> Mike, you know how many times a tight end has gotten a tight end one discussion since Travis Kelsey's been around? Yeah. I mean, you. Mark Andrews has been around. 
by uh, mid to late November, <clears throat> Greg Dolchitz had doubled his dynasty value from where he was in the offseason. So. And he went to that. But you know what the double value is? It's like tight ends that don't matter to tight ends that you think might matter that don't matter. You get to tight end one, it's like, hey, this guy fucking matters, right? Like, yeah, not not tight end one status. Um, quarterbacks, I'm trying to think if there was anybody. Oh, Justin Fields would be a good one. Yeah, he, well, Fields wasn't a rookie last year, though, right? No, not a rookie, but uh, just he, just kind of. He had a like, huge like that. Might be one of the biggest roller coasters you'll ever see, though, right? People wanting to get off, and then the guy was a league winner for people. It was, nope, it wasn't Kenny Pickett. I had to look at his crash. I was going to say, yeah, well, Kenny, I, Kenny Pickett's did not go up very much. It was like a uh, roller coaster. It didn't have a uh, starting hill, you know? Yeah. I mean, even Brock Purdy was, like, real late in the season, and, you know, a lot of people <clears> weren't buying into him. So his his rise really came in the off season and to begin nope. this year. So, and, and, and listen, I'm not telling you, like, we all have seen, you know, everybody, everybody that's listening to this has seen yeah. this cr- a crazy takeoff. But – like we're five weeks in to a 17 week season and we literally have it all the positions like we're hitting puka sam laporta and a chain feel very very unexpected i right. mean puka's puka's a he's an alien like th- forget that that th- he is going to end up however his career ends up he's going to be an anomaly he already is in anomaly territory it just is facts here, here's the crazy thing. I mean, we we knew the guy was good. He got good rookie first round draft capital. So it's not really the uh, the Puker the the A chan story. But in the quarterback landscape, C J Stroud was was kind of like that cast off, right? It yeah. was it the was weapons are bad. Of, yeah. It was A R because of the rushing ability, and Bryce Young was the number one pick, and we saw him come from Alabama. And C J Stroud had question marks. And I know the what was it the S two score or whatever the hell that was like wasn't flattering. Well, and, don't forget that Buckeye helmet, man. You know, you know, right. you know, Ohio State quarterbacks stink. Right, every single one of them, and that's also a guy who makes the uh, the top five risers in the last thirty days. Because if you just talk about strictly dynasty value, even though like maybe in quarterback positions it didn't rise that much, he he's kind of like uh, like Sam Laporta in the sense like you break in the top ten tight ends, nobody really cares. Okay. You break in right. the top 15 quarterbacks, nobody really cares. But you break in that top eight range, that top seven range, that top six range like C.J. Stroud is pushing for, that's massive in dynasty well, value. That's, what's that, that's what I'm saying is like, okay, that's the other point of, of kind of what I'm getting at is there's th- – this is in five weeks. So right now, I mean, whether it stays true or not, now this, this is part of the, the process that you can – you you can play up into an advantage, or sometimes you can get off the you know this rocket ship too too soon. But five weeks in, we we think that right now we do believe that a chain looks like a league winner, right? We I'm not going to say we there if you're if you're having a hard time believing that Puka's here to stay, the community, yeah, the community. If if you're having a hard time that believing that Puka's is here to stay and is like a a difference maker. Long term receiver for like, I don't know what you need to see. Like, Sam Laporte is in the tight end one discussion, which we've said that basically there's three or two, and everybody else doesn't matter. We got someone that got in there, and the quarterbacks that both were drafted in the top five, six, whatever, are looking like they're in the top ten of quarterbacks. When you know a lot of the the noise and debate was like, yeah, these all these quarterbacks are fine. Like, Averich has high rushing upside, but none of them are probably going to be top twelve quarterbacks. And we've hit it from early draft picks into undrafted Puka in a lot of leagues. Like, it, this is this is an insane season for rookies right now. 
Hey, just to uh, to end the show too on uh, keep trade cuts. Last three Pukunakua keeps right because they make you rank them right. Keep trade and cut. The last three. Uh, somebody voted keep Puka, trade Devonte Adams, cut Kyler Murray. Super flex, mind you. <laughs> just all right. Give me it again. Puka, you're keeping. You're trading Devonte Adams. You're cutting Kyler Murray. Mm. Oh, I thought uh, you were. I thought you were asking me the question. This is what I'm no, doing. Got no, it. no, yeah. no. These are the last uh, three that I can see where somebody chose to keep Puka, like number one. Yeah. Again, uh, the, this is where like if you have a chance to buy players that are not performing or not playing, the, um, I'm not. I'm not going to you know give you my answers. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that it sounds like Kyler Murray is. Um, Here you go. Sneaky uh, guy. Keeping Puka. We're trading a 24 mid first, meaning it's mid, so it's 104 to 107. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's crazy. To, like one, now to your point though, when you get to there is a difference between 104 and 107. So I'm, I'm with you. Like it's hard to really answer that question. And we're cutting Chris Olave. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> the last one I got for you, keeping Puka. We're trading Justin Fields, and we're cutting Devon Achan. <laughs> Well, I can tell you what this sounds like to wrap up the show is uh, Puka. Got the gold jacket coming, man. He's camping bound. You know, he's camping bound at this point. We got three keeps. Uh, how many times? Well, here's the thing. How many times is Puka Nakua, how, like, how, what, what kind of algorithm do you have to put him in? And this is part of the thing. Like, how high is he going to get to where it's like, okay, well, now we'll cut him. Like, pe- people are not wired to cut Puka right now in no. any in any circumstance. Like, nah, put a super flex quarterback in there. No, I can't do it. Uh, just judging by kind of where he falls in the uh, the scheme of things, right? <clears throat> Stephon Diggs, Devontae Smith, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddle, <clears throat> Garrett Wilson. Early 24 first. That's the range where you could get some uh, possible cuts. Pukin' the cool keep trade cut. If it doesn't involve that, it probably ain't happening. Well, here, here. okay. Let, let's play a game, though. Because I, I, I think, I, I'm obviously, it's a... Uh, it's you talk about meteoric rises. I mean, this is in the land of make believe almost that he's up there now. But, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, because he, here's what I'll ask you, Mike. Go through. I think Tyreek Hill will be the one exception to this. Mm-hmm. Go through just the five game locks, and we're talking of the the studs of the studs. Studs. Who has has all of them been seventy yards on their worst day? No. And winning football games on their best day. Like, remove the rookie talk for a second. Like, just, this is what he's done. And Cooper Cup just came back last week. Right. And, and he didn't just come back. He played a healthy snap load and looked really good. He looked he looked healthy. I mean, who would have thought that? But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. Like, the surging value is starting to feel a little bit insane. But at the same time, it's like, I, I, I think the kid will have a down game at some point. But, like, right now, if you're telling me 70 yards is a down game, I'm pretty interested. Out of, out of five games, right? Five weeks. Yeah. I think you hit it on the head. There's only one other receiver that could make Tyree that Kill. case. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm saying that's remove rookies. Like, that's part of yeah. what's crazy about this. Because we, we just watched Justin Jefferson have a bad game and then hurt his hamstring. So. Right. Stephon Diggs has had, you know, med yep. games. A.J. Brown was, you know, yelling fight. at Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he's trying to fight Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jamar I, Chase and the Joe Burrow struggles. Yeah. Mike, let me ask you this. Now, the A rich injury. And Dak Prescott. I think the A rich injury, plus, I think quarterback is, is not to be had with Patrick Mahomes right now. Anyway. Right. But I think there's a case where now or soon, like we're on the doorstep of, of people having three rookies 
in discussions for the top of the positions. That's how crazy people get. We might run the table and go four for four, right? We already got Sammy ball game up there. Sammy's in there for sure, right? The the A Rich Mahomes one would be the toughest one, but there's going to be a case where you know Bijan's already one. If we talk about rookies, B, so Bijan and HN could be one and two, and that's we're fifty. We're fifty percent, but right, you know, <laughs> Justin Jefferson also seems like a pretty high mountain to climb, but uh, you know. Adam, talk can to Puka me. Go, well, Puka, I was going to say, could Puka go get Chase? And then Chase went out there and had, you know, yeah. the old the, the old staple three touchdown game. So, yeah, he could maybe get to wide receiver three discussion. Let's but the it. way we are, man, talk to me in five weeks if Puka's still putting up 70 yards a game. Okay. And he's getting I, 10 targets. <laughs> can I tell you this? You want to talk about, like, all the make, land to make believe? Mike, if his low game of his career is 70 ish yards <laughs> and he's 10 weeks into the season and Cooper Cup's playing. All bets are off. Forget forget everything we talked about on this podcast. Any it's bit done. of certainty and, and sanity, it's, it's all going to go to the moon. Like, there's no stopping it. What a way to end this episode. I appreciate everybody tapping in. Don't forget, if you want 10% off at campusdecan.com, use promo code SOUTHHARMON, S-O-U-T-H-H-A-R-M-O-N. Go check out all the cool tools South Harmon, or Campus Decan has using promo code SOUTHHARMON. How about that for a save? And then, obviously, like go check out everything that Campus can and all the fine people are doing over there. Uh, I was lucky enough to get Matt Bruning on, so, uh, yeah, just dropped the Spotlight series. Matt Bruning and I chopped it up for an hour. Such a cool I know, dude. man. I'm out, I'm out here jealous listening to this. Like, yeah. I need to get Matt on. We need to get Matt on a show. I need, we need to make the Mike, Adam, Matt, and Felix show happen that we've been yes. talking about for, it feels like, a year now. 100%. Love everybody over there. I appreciate so much them having us on to talk Dynasty and appreciate the audience tapping in. And that's going to do it for us. We'll see you back here same time, same place next week on Canton Bound for Episode 7. Love you all. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.